0: Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone.
1: Paula V here. Welcome. Welcome. You may know me as the host of Why Am I So Happy on BBS Radio or For the Love of Reiki on Voice America. I am here today to share an amazing woman. She is Rebecca Ostelklaassen. This is a very awesome story, what we're going to hear today, and the inspiration Becky is an occupational therapist of 40 years, and she has just released her first book. This book is so amazing. I am so happy to have her here today to tell us about this. And a special surprise for everyone. Co-hosting the show today is my dear friend, Reiki teacher, practitioner, master, beautiful woman, a woman that just gives and loves everywhere she goes. I want to also welcome Rose O'Connor. She is here with us as well. So, Rose and Becky, welcome to, de- to today's show. I am so honored. Thank you so
2: much.
1: You're so welcome. This is so exciting. Let's begin, Becky, please share with us your history and what brought you to the point, the path that you're on today.
2: Well, I'm absolutely delighted to be on this show, so thank you, Paul, everyone, for asking me. I've been an occupational therapist for about 40 years. I've had multiple private practices, service probably over 100,000 clients. And I'm also a wife. Um, I just retired. We've been married over 30 years. We have two great sons. They're in their mid to late 20s, and they're both following their dreams. And our eldest son, Kenny, just got married to Jenny, who's in the computer industry. And so it's it's a great, great family that we have. And what happened was 20 years ago. Uh, my brother David passed away, and I always feel that everything in life is positive, and I couldn't find any positive thought about why he would have passed on. And I was riding my horse to a Christmas tree farm, and it's a Boston accent, so you're gonna hear that farm pretty often. But anyway, I was riding my horse, and it was in the fall, it was in November, and there were icicles on the trees, and it was just a beautiful day. Rainbows were sparkling all along the icicles, and quite frankly, I just opened up my heart and let joy in, and I closed my eyes, and there was my brother, and it was about the best thing that could have possibly ever happened, and I started to talk to David, my brother David, um, and realized I could just send thought. And there's a whole long story about this, but it was absolutely... Fantastic. And so at that point I realized that life is eternal. And that's what my book is about. It's about the eternity of life and and how uh, the world progressed in in my avenue after Davis Mass.
1: Oh beautiful. I love it, Becky. I I'm so excited to share you today. I before we, we talk about your book, I would like to mention Because I'm so passionate about Reiki, as is Rose. You learned Reiki from an occupational therapist. Tell us about that, please.
2: Yes. After I I saw my brother, I I actually thought that, that I might be going a little crazy because it really was a dream come true. And I had my. My eyes opened to uh, different complementary modalities and integrative health care, and there was a, a wonderful conference. Now, this was 20 years ago, so it was in the 1990s. It was about 1995, 1996, and an occupational therapist by the name of Michael P. was putting on a health and wellness conference, which at the time was unusual. And he also had a Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 training session by an occupational therapist, Ian Marie McClintock. And so I went to this conference, had a wonderful time, learning Reiki, I learned about joy and learned about love, and then I went to the wellness conference where there was quite a a number of important, what I call important people. There were lots of physicians and psychiatrists and psychologists and social workers, and everybody was discussing complementary health modalities, including Reiki, and I realized that I... I, uh, wasn't crazy after all, and so it was a, it was a great, um, conference and a great way for me to meet us, start really, uh, embracing the, the, uh, love inherent in breaking.
3: Oh, love it. I see, see. This is Rose talking to you now. You have just wowed both Paula and I by your book. I so enjoy reading it. And the, we didn't mention the name of the book, is Changemaker. How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. And, you know, Becky, as you mentioned, a lot of the book is about events that happened to you 20 years ago. I wondered if you could tell us why
2: now you are publishing the book. Well, first of all, thank you, Rose, very much for, for, uh, for asking about that, for asking me also to be on this show, you and Paula, I was scared. I really thought that that if I was to go out and say that I was talking to my dead brother, people would think I was nuts, and it would definitely impact my professional career. And about, gosh, a couple of years ago, frankly, what happened was my soul was crying out for me to publish this book. And so what it it is designed to do is to relate the story about what happened to me on a month-by-month basis, but also at the end of each chapter, and so each chapter is a month um, following David's passage, it has what's called an illumination. And the illumination is where I talk directly to the reader and um, summarize what happens in the chapter and give the reader different avenues for them to either recreate a similar type of journey or to go on their own avenue for spiritual revelations. And it's really been quite um, well-received, much to my pleasure. Each uh, chapter is beautifully illustrated by Mickey McAllister, who's a great friend of mine and an art teacher, and it has its globe through for every chapter, and it's been, it's been great fun. And so what happened when I finally realized I was going to publish this book, I needed an editor, and one of the things that Reiki has done to me is it's taught me to trust myself and to follow my instincts. And I had gone away for for a vacation and came back and was going through hundreds and hundreds of emails. And I saw an email from an editor named Judy Fort Brennan, and she was going to teach a class at Squam Lake. Now, Squam Lake is a beautiful place in New Hampshire and it's a family um, gathering site for for my husband's side of the family and so I thought gosh you know there's a little connection here a little synchronicity and so I called Judy she's fantastic and she became my my first editor for um, Changemaker and she's has her own company which is great fun Greenfire Creative, and she really got the concept of the book and then when I I was able to, to get it in publish ready format I was looking for a publisher, and there's a great group. It's called She Writes Press, and they're who I used to publish this book, and they're a a fairly new publishing company. It's called The Hybrid Model where it's an author-assisted um, publishing company. So so I actually am able to retain full control over what happens with the book, how it's presented, um, the format of the book. And then She Writes Press has tremendous support for publishing, editing, public relations, website development, social media. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, I do pay a bit in order to... Um, have this happen, but the book is a wonderful collaboration between the expertise of She Writes Press and then my vision of the book. And so it's really been, it's been a great, great charity. I'm very excited.
3: I, I agree that I think it's a beautiful collaboration and I love the illuminations that you have at the, at the end of the chapter. I love how thoughtful everything is put together. I personally have read a number of similar types that but I found yours to be just very well put together and really inspirational. And I thank you for sharing all of that information with the listeners. I wonder, Becky, you also saw us in your book about not only that you connected with David, but you were able to connect with other spirits as well. And I wondered if you could tell us about that and how, how Reiki helped you with that.
2: Well, Ron, well, thanks so much. I, I'd love to do that. You know, Reiki teaches us to access universal life energy and to feel the energy in pretty much all living things one of the things that Reiki did for me is it helped release a number of maybe what I call energy blocks in my chakras. And so it helped it helps me realize that we can communicate with different spiritual entities and different realms of existence because Reiki opens us up so that we are able to to receive and send spiritual communication. Um, it's really been an incredible experience to be able to not only with my brother, but gosh, I'd say in the last 20 years, probably three or four hundred different spiritual entities, and I've got, gosh, probably about 4,000 pages of, of information on meditations with all these different spirits, and it's really fun to receive information from from spirits, from my brother, from other loved ones that have passed on, and to realize that we can communicate because there's nothing different from me than anybody else. I mean I'm just the same as everybody else and, and Reiki certainly was the centerpiece of teaching me how to do this.
3: Oh, amazing. It's amazing Becky. I, you know your joy your joy has come through so much in, in this whole realm of communication and, and it comes through your book very prominently as well. And it just that's just so amazing. You mentioned too about um, clearing some energy blocks and in your book you talk about working with the shaman and learning about energy with her. I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit.
2: Absolutely. The first time that I talked with David, um, when I was riding my horse, it was actually through a Christmas tree farm, so I think the symbolism of that is great. And I finished <laughs> the meeting with, with, uh, with David. You know, I sat on my porch for, for a good 20 minutes, and I thought, wow, what does this mean? And life does continue forever, and I don't have to accomplish all my goals in, in this lifetime. And how can I learn how to do this more? And so this was 20 years ago, and the Internet was really in its infancy. And so I went to the library. And I was walking around the library, I didn't even know what to look for. I'm like, wow, what is this that I'm looking for? <laughs> well, that didn't really work. And then I went to the health food store, and I thought, well, maybe a health food store might have a little poster or something, and that didn't work either, and during, it took me a couple of months to try to figure this thing out. And during that time, a friend of mine, another occupational therapist, Amy Carroll. Um, who was on my staff at the time, and she she called, she came into the office, and she said, Becky, I met someone who I think you'd like, and I, I said, well, who's that? She says, well, she's a shaman, and I read some books about shamans and such, but I didn't really know what a shaman was, and I said, "Whoa, who is she, and where does she live, and what does she do, and she said, well, shamans believe that." And she's inherent in all living things. And she lives in Reading, Pennsylvania. Now, Reading, Pennsylvania is more of an urban town. And I thought, Oh natural. She lives in Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, anyway, I called her up <laughs> and this vibrant, joyful, happy woman answered the phone, and my preconceived notion was that she was going to be quiet and soft in New York, and that was not it at all. And so I went to meet, her name is Nancy Uriel, and I went to meet Nancy, and we had a fabulous time. It was, gosh, the first, the first session and then the subsequent sessions were about three, maybe four hours long. And I ended up spending five to six hours a week, one or two times um, a session, one or two times a week, um, with Nancy for for a whole year, and it was fantastic. There's lots of different things in in shamanism that people do, and... Nancy had a very good handle on 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 how this works. And we traveled to the upper realm, and we traveled to the middle realm, and the lower realm, and we did what's called a soul retrieval and past life regression, and and then all sorts of animal spirits. And it was really fun. And I always thought that there was a connection between shamanism and Reiki. And so I started to do a little bit of research on that because it seemed to me that there was a very Similar, similar, there was a lot of similarity between Reiki and shamanism, and it turns out there's a, a couple of really good books out there, and there's a wonderful woman by the name of Lynn Roberts. And Lynn Roberts teaches at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. And gosh, if people are not familiar with Omega, it's a wonderful adult continuing ed program. They do lots of weekends. Uh, sessions and even longer ones during the week. But I went to Lynn's first course on shamanism and reiki, and she nailed the two very, very nicely and it's highly recommended. But she wrote a great book on it too. So so there really is a nice connection between the shamanic world and the Reiki world and it's great fun.
3: Absolutely. I totally agree with you uh, about that connection being a Reiki practitioner as well and being connected to that world and it is it is all connected, just like we are all connected. When you start to get into this energetic realm, we realize how many things are connected and the synchronicities that you have are just profound and how you followed your guidance the whole way. I, I love that. Um, I also found it interesting the juxtaposition, if you will, of you being this self-proclaimed workaholic, and then you're, in the meantime, on your time off, you're going out into the forest and talking to your brother and going to your shaman, and I just wonder, how difficult was that for you to sort of mesh those two worlds? Well, oh, that is an excellent
2: question. It's it was slight challenges. You know, throughout my book, I talk about the fact that I really thought I was just schizophrenic. And the the bottom line, though, is if I was schizophrenic, I liked it. Like, I was real. <laughs> you know, we the, have these two worlds. Like, I'm, I'm a corporate executive, and, and I was doing lots of uh, corporate planning, financial c- consultation, marketing, um, PR, like a lot of clinical service and so I had all this sort of traditional things going on and as you said, the other part of me and it happens every single day the other part of me, I'd be going out and meditating and having all these journeys and communicating with people, it really was quite uh, challenging, but the last couple of years it started to meld the two, and I I really sort of wondered whether I'd ever ever be able to meld it but Rose, when you and I started to uh, participate in hospice, and we started the, uh, to to work together in our monthly Reiki shears. That was a really nice meld for me, to combine the hospice program with Reiki and then to to be with wonderful women every single month where we would talk about what happened with us during our Reiki experiences and really have quite interesting conversations about the afterlife and energy and, and thought-provoking situations that really was, was starting to be the melt. And then a couple of years ago I started to teach Reiki to occupational therapy practitioners at the American Occupational Therapy Association conference. And that was extremely well received. I've done it for the last couple of years and and it's been really nice to, to bring Reiki into occupational therapy. And there's been a big precedent because since 2005 complementary modalities are appropriate to use with occupational therapy as a preparatory method for our treatment. And so it's been just glorious to have now the meld between the spiritual brain divide and then the the traditional occupational therapy practice. It's it's been great. So it's, it's, uh, it's it's been quite the journey
3: it certainly has, and I really admire your tenacity with it and and persevering as a successful businesswoman to now bring the reiki into the um, you know into the allopathic world. and i I love, and I'm sure Paula would agree, I love the fact that we are coming together, that both of the complementary and the allopathic medicine are, you know, becoming more and more hand in hand and it's just it's so great for for the universe and for the world that you know they're they're beginning to recognize and you're a
1: leader in 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 doing all this work with the occupational therapist. I love that. And her I agree, Rose, her timing for this awesome book to come out because the timing right now, we are in this beautiful shift you know, beautiful energy and coming together. It really is fantastic. I agree.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, Paula. I think I was talking to Becky earlier today and you know, reflecting back on the timing of her book and how, you know, the universe just had it all right when you know, maybe if it had been published 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been understood as well as now. It seems like it's just the perfect time for it to happen. And Becky, I love in the book how you talk about letting your heart lead and connecting to your wisdom to your heart. That is just so beautiful. I wonder if you have a a process for doing that that you could share with the listeners.
2: Well, first of all, thank you both so much for, for being so supportive of, of the book Changemaker. It's, it's really been a dream come true. I think we're really very um, powerful when we learn how to trust ourselves, and it's very hard to do that. You know, oftentimes we give our power away and we say, oh, what do you think about this? And if somebody says, well, I don't think it's that great an idea, a lot of times we just stop and we don't move forward. But one of the things that happens with Reiki is that it teaches us that each one of us is valuable. And it teaches us to lead with our heart. And it teaches us to trust ourselves, to allow love to shine forth in our life. And it's a wonderful process to let love and reiki love lead our life. And I think most people find it a lot easier to give than to receive. And when we're learning how to trust ourselves and lead with our heart, we do learn how to receive. And it's been a, it's been a really nice adventure to learn that. I think one of the easiest ways to learn how to lead with our heart is to spend time in nature. Because nature is just so welcoming and it's so healing and it's so powerful for people just to get outside and walk around, take a couple of deep breaths and listen. You know, listen to the birds and to the wind and to look at the trees and to enjoy being outside. It's really quite a, uh, a magical spot.
1: Oh, beautiful words, Becky. You are just an inspiration. I just absolutely love this. Rose, just. This is so fantastic. We do have to pop out, ladies, for a break. So everyone, all of our listeners out there, don't go away. I will be right back with Becky and Rose. Thank you.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Paula here, host of For the Love of Reiki on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know the nutritional power of seeds? A seed contains 20 to 30 times more nutrients and antioxidants than the fruit. Ancient civilizations fell in love with black cumin and used it for all ailments. It was considered sacred. Seed nutrition can be a complementary addition to the lives of virtually everyone. Seeds have anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, and antioxidant benefits and more. If you would like more information about this great nutrition, please go to my website, wellnessinspired.com, and check it out on the products page. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.
4: Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife
0: Now, back to For the Love of Reiki.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Paula V here. Today, I am chatting with Rebecca Ostal She is sharing some great inspiration and information about her newly released book, Changemaker, How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. I personally have read this book and I was so touched. It is a beautiful read. I recommend it to everyone. It's going to be a book I give to all my Reiki students. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And also, if you're just jumping in, joining me today as my co-host is a dear friend, Rose O'Connor. She is a, a Reiki master teacher as well. And we are having so much fun. So to to start, Becky, I would like to ask something in your book that was that was just so fun is uh, a story in your book where you meet your first fairy and you tell your colleagues about it at a conference. Would you share this fun experience with us, please?
2: I would be happy to. And again, thank you, Paula and really so much. Asking me to be on your totally awesome radio show. Um, we, we were chatting a little bit earlier about about having a corporate life and also having a spiritual life, and this story to be exemplifies <laughs> the challenges of leading two lives at the same time. Um, right after I had had one session with the shaman Nancy Iriell, I was leading a corporate retreat and. Pennsylvania mountains and I woke up real early in the morning it was about five o'clock and it was in the middle of January so it was freezing cold and I got all dressed up in my all my winter wear and went outside and was thinking that I was planning this corporate retreat and just you know getting the final details all set in my brain and I walked towards the lake it was a beautiful a-frame house and it was right on the lake and I saw this tree that was overhanging the lake and as a kid, I used to climb trees all the time, and I thought, wow, maybe I should sit on this limb, and then I thought, oh, no, that really is inappropriate and not too corporate, but no one was around, and it was 5 in the morning, and so I sat on the limb, and it was it was an amazing experience. I, I ended up lying down on the limb, and, and what happened was I melted into the limb, and, and what I now know is called shape-shifting, and I shape-shifted into the limb, and I could actually feel the staff. And, feel the heart of the tree. It was absolutely incredible. Then I looked at the ice and I thought, Gosh, I wonder if I can feel the ice. So I sent my energy into the ice and I could feel it crackling and sparkle in the in the frost. And then I, I realized that there was a fish underneath the ice and so I became the fish and it was really quite glorious. And at that point I heard a um uh, it was a, a message that kept draw, that kept coming towards me that said, come to the other side of the beach, and I I really liked being a fish, and I didn't want to go anyplace except for the fish, (laughs) but the fish just kept coming and coming, and so I gradually sat up and thanked the fish, and thanked the ice, and thanked the tree, and slowly walked over to the other side of the beach, and there were these rocks that were there, and I'm not a physically flexible person, but... I ended up sitting on one of the larger rocks and bent all the way down, which was amazing that I could even do that, and I became the rock. And I was having a a really spiritual experience, understanding rock energy when I heard a whistle. Now, here I am for, for quite a long time being this rock, and I heard a human whistle, and this whistle was getting closer, and I realized... It was a friend of mine, a colleague, Bob know who was our, at the time Chief Financial Officer, who's now President of the company, and I thought, this was not be good for Bob to see me as a rock. And so I slowly rose up, and at that point, when I stood up, I saw this green flash, and Bob was standing right there with a big smile on his face. He had just run around the lake. He was in shorts and a little windbreaker, and, you know, I'm in my downclothes and hats, and he says, Hi Dex, we're still having the uh, corporate retreat and I'm like, uh yes, we are. What time is it? He says, Well, it's twenty minutes to nine and we had said that the corporate retreat is start at nine o'clock. I'm like, Oh yes, yeah, we definitely, I'll definitely be there. And holy natural, I've been outside for four hours. And so I was <laughs> I was walking back into the uh a beautiful A-frame house and I said, Bob, well, I just need you to write down a few notes. Well, actually, what I wanted to do was write down what had happened to me with being the ice and the tree and the walk and such. And I was writing down these meditations and I drew a picture of a fairy. Like I drew it. And I looked at this and I'm like, what is this? And it was a classic, I guess what we call it, elf. You know, it had tall, skinny legs with little striped uh, socks and the curly toes on the shoes and the conical hat and a pointed nose. And I looked for a few moments at this picture that I had drawn and thought, oh my gosh, fairies are real. Well, at that point, I had one minute left. And so I, I quickly put on some work attire, got my yellow jacket, put sort a of skipped into the, uh, into the conference room, the living room that we were in. And for the next three days, we had a magnificent corporate retreat. And every single time, right had a moment, I would say, oh "My gosh, I think I saw a fairy!" And then <laughs> we would go back to talk about marketing and such. Well, I go into so you know there's there's more to this story, but I ended up thanking everybody. We had a great retreat. I go in to meet uh, Nancy Ariel for my second shamanic visit. I walk in the door. I hadn't said anything to her at all about this, and she says, "Becky, I see you've met the fairy." I'm like. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. How did you know that? So there's 20 to 30 theories all over you. Oh. So I'm like, wow, that is pretty cool. So a couple of months later, I go to the American Occupational Therapy Conference. And, and I was pretty involved, or am pretty involved, with sort of the AOTA um, uh, organization. And people would say to me, so that how are you doing? I'd say, oh, I'm great. I met a theory and they looked at me like i was absolutely crap well i was so excited about meeting a fairy i didn't really get the fact that this was wrong and so another person said oh how's the business oh it's absolutely fantastic and you know what i met a fairy you know they would put it back away from me and and really not yet how excited or honest i yes. was and it was really quite a <laughs> It, was yes. quite it wasn't very good at all, but, you know, it has taken me years to sort of recover from that whole concept. But it really has been quite fun to oh, learn about the theory realm.
1: How fun. And And to answer that, Becky, you know, for those that are saying, oh my gosh, really? Really? <laughs> Please tell them. Can anyone talk to the nature spirits, to the fairies, and loved ones on the other side? Can any of us do that? Can we all have that?
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely can. And you can believe me, I've asked the fairies. I'm like, okay, fairies, what is it that is happening here? And my friend Nancy, that... that, uh, that same day that she said, I see you've met the theory, she said, Becky, why don't you teach people how to talk to fairies? And I'm like, oh sure, people are really gonna think I am absolutely nuts. But <laughs> so about five years ago, I started to, to have workshops on teaching people to communicate with the fairy realm. And normally I do all these PowerPoints and such, and I, so I went into meditation and I said, fairy, how is it that I'm supposed to do this? And honest to people, they gave me exactly what I was supposed to say, what we're supposed to eat, where we're supposed to have this, what type of meditation we yes. go into, and currently I'm at 93% of everybody that has ever come to these workshops has actually communicated with the fairy realm. And so the bottom line is, that first you need to believe. You need to believe that you can, and the fairies very much want to communicate with us. And they are very accessible to all of us, and the, again, the easiest place to see them and to experience them is out in nature. But yes, anybody can to communicate with the fairy realm as long as you believe. And my experience with them is that they're very fun and happy. So they do bring joy into our lives.
1: That is exciting. It is. I love it. Becky, this is
3: just so much fun. But it <laughs> is. <running> all <laughs> um, there was another really great story in the book, and where you told about using Reiki with your eight-year-old son, and I wondered if you would tell the listeners about that.
2: Well, I would love to. And you were picking out great parts of this book. Um, Kenny, my oldest son was eight years old. And I had just got my, my first Reiki massage table. And so I've been talking about Reiki and how happy it made me feel. And he said, Mom, will you give me Reiki? And I'm like, sure, Kenny, that'd be great. So we went into, the we had spare bedroom, and that's where the, where the Reiki massage table was. And Kenny was lying on his back. And um, he knew a little bit about it. And I'd explained a little bit about this. and And traditionally, People close their eyes when they receive breaking Now you don't have to, but traditionally they do. Well Kenny's eyes were wide open. And after about like seven minutes and his eyes are wide open and he sort of looking around and all of this, I said, Kenny, what what are you looking at? And he says, Uncle David, that's yes, my brother who had died. Uncle David is doing somersaults on the ceiling. I'm like, really? So I look up to the ceiling, and I could see him doing somersaults, but Kenny clearly was seeing something up on the ceiling. And so Uncle David's doing these somersaults on the ceiling, and after a little while, I'm still giving Reiki to Kenny. Um, he moves his head over to the side, and I said, Kenny, what's happening? And he said, well, Uncle David's going out through the door, and he's waving goodbye. I thought, oh, wow, that's really great. And so we finished, you know, a little while later, we finished with the Reiki session, and I gave him some water, and I said, Kenny, how was that? He said, no, Mom, that was great. Uncle David showed me three books of his that he wants me to read. Now, we're in this room with seriously a 1,000 books. There were like Florida feelings, Ikea bookshelves, five shelves per, per uh, bookshelf, and there's four of them in this room. So there's about a 1,000 books here. all my spiritual books I've been devouring and when david is passed i got his book so kenny goes to the first bookshelf and he stands on his tiptoes and he takes out a pier anthony science fiction book now i have not read pier anthony so i knew it was david like yes kenny that is pistol david and then he goes to another bookshelf and he bends all the way down and he picks up another Pierre Anthony book. Now, he's only eight years old, so he doesn't really know, like, who the authors are and all of that, and that was another book of David. And then he goes to the fourth bookshelf, you know, on the other side of the room, and like, leans around and and reaches towards a third Pierre Anthony book, and to me, it was such a validation that Uncle David really was here, and Kenny really did see him, so that was really pretty cool.
3: Oh, that is just Amazing! Talk about validation. That is amazing validation, and it and it's also great validation for what you said earlier about how Reiki opens us up to yeah. communicating with the other side. And so that's fantastic. What a fantastic story. Um, I wondered, Becky, you know, the name of our show, the title of our show is Reiki Changed Your Life, and all three of us here as Reiki masters would agree that Reiki has definitely changed our lives, and I wondered if you could share with the listeners how Reiki has changed your life.
2: Yes, I love Reiki. Um, Even my staff knows so much that I I love Reiki, and and they gave me a little sticker that says, Reiki is love. Reiki makes (laughs) me feel sweet. It's love. Reiki is love. It has given me purpose in my life. My whole life, up until the point where I started to learn about how to communicate with David and became Reiki certified and such, I was really bored. And I would go from one project to another project to another project, and I was never satisfied. And Reiki has given me purpose, and he's given me direction, and it's really taught me how to love myself, which I never had, because... I didn't even know who I was, and so I've learned so much about me and relationships and how to interact with other people. Of course, I'm not bored. It has given me a huge confidence in the spiritual life, and there's endless possibilities with Reiki. It's really something that, that we can keep learning forever and ever and keep growing and and encompassing the whole concept of love.
3: Oh, that's so beautiful.
1: Isn't that beautiful, Paula? It is. It is. It just (laughs) fills our heart. It does. It just, Reiki is love. I love that. Reiki is love. And I think that, it. I I just
3: love how you have expressed that so well, Becky. Thank you so much for that. You know, another aspect in your book that really took me uh, is that you talked about how after connecting with your brother after your brother died and feeling that connecting with him helped you realize that there is no death and that we don't have to fear dying and I I think that's something everybody could relate to and we'd love to to hear your thoughts
2: about that. Well that's an awesome question. The first time that I communicated with David, and I've talked to him probably now over a thousand times, but the first time was for me the most powerful, because it really did say to me, life is eternal. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. David is still alive. His physical body is no longer here with us, but his spirit, his soul, is definitely still with us and able to communicate with us. So, so that was that was really an aha moment for me. The other aha moment for me was with um, my my shaman friend and, and and mentor and teacher Nancy Ariel, and I had asked her about a uh, past life regression, and I'd heard about past life regressions, and so I said to her, "Hey Nancy, what, what do you think about past life regression?" And she went right into it, said, "Let's do it." And so there's a whole long story about about this, but the bottom line is that. I was in Egypt, and I was a, a male. I was an 18-year-old male, and I was a scribe, and I was scribing down um, for my for my boss um, what the tenants had found, And and so I was doing this, and then all of a sudden the scene changed, and I'm flying. And so I I was flying, which was fun. And there were these other spirits beside me, and I saw this huge commotion in the in the town center. And we flew down to the town center and I looked at, at this commotion and it was a gallows and somebody was hanging from from this gallows. And um and it was me. And I looked at this, wow. this person sort of swaying in the wind, my eighteen year old blonde haired male self, and I'm I'm alive. I'm flying alive looking at my physical body. And at that point it absolutely crystallized for me. We do not die. And there's no need for me to be afraid of dying because I don't die. My soul and spirit lives forever. Our physical body, yes, our physical body does pass, but our our our, our entire essence stays and remains with us. And yes. so, no, I am not afraid of dying. I do like living on this earth because it's wonderful meeting people like you both and talking about these experiences. But... You know, if I was to die, it'd be okay, and you can be quite sure that I'd be coming
1: back to, you know, communicate with you all. But yes, I'm not afraid of dying whatsoever. I love that. I have to pop in there and tell you, Becky, with my shamanism training, that is what I felt I took away from that. I walked away seeing through new eyes. you go beyond death. You have no more fear yeah. of it because we we know, as you said, we go on. Beautiful. It's a
2: wonderful feeling. I mean, it's, it's really awesome. And so we also learn about the connectedness of life. And the people we meet here, we're going to continue being uh, in communication with when we go to different realms. And it's really a wonderful way to look at life.
3: Yes. It is, it's truly, it's truly freeing. It's, it's very freeing, I think, for many people. I wonder, Becky, if you could tell the listeners um, about the book tour that you are on and the vision that you have for the
2: book. Sure. The um the vision I have for the book is... is uh is to enjoy the journey and to teach people that that life is everlasting and that we can (laughs) communicate with loved ones that have passed on. We can open our hearts and communicate with all sorts of entities as long as we believe. Um, The book tour started in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania because that's where I'm from. it's followed by uh, uh, doing Reiki work at the Kentucky OT Association and they've invited me to, to, to teach Reiki and occupational therapy at their state OT um, conference. And then I'm going to be doing a breakfast with the scholar presentation where I'm talking about the heart of OT followed by a book signing. I'm going to head to A lot of Change um, Changemaker takes place in Cape Cod and I've got a great response from some bookstores down in Cape Cod that want me to come there and so I'm going to head, head in there and doing some work in New England. Uhm, Saugus, Mass is where um, I grew up and so we're going to be, I'm going to be doing some, some of the, uh, book tours, you know, that's coming up there. And then we'll see. You know, we'll see where where life takes me. But but I'm wide open to to promoting change to to talking to book clubs, to communicating the information, to coming and chatting with anybody. It's really um, it's really going to be quite the adventure, and it's a blast. Having a blast.
3: Fantastic. And could you tell the listeners, Becky, how they can purchase your book or connect with you?
2: Sure. Um, I've got a website, and it's, I, you know, I have quite the name. It's, of uh, course, www, and then it's Rebecca. So it's R E B E C C A. And then I have two last names Austin, A U S, this is Stephen, he is in Tom, I L L, lost, C L A U S E N dot com. So it's my author name for Makers. how my brother's death looked up my life. And if that name is too complicated, um, I also have a, a business component of this, because you know I've got these two sides of my brain. And so the, the business <laughs> component is called Complementary Health Works. And so people can access the same website, um, www.complementaryhealthworks.com. www.comhealthworks.com or ComplementaryHealthWorks.com. So on that website, you can get the books from there, you can get it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Many of the indie bookstores, um, have it. And if for some reason they don't, all you have to do is just say, can you please order Maker?" How My Brother's Death Woke Up My Life. And it's published by She Writes Press and distributed by, uh, Ingram Publisher Services. So that's how people can get it. And it's really, it's really quite magical to be on this, on this journey with, with both of you. It's just great.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Thank you, Becky. Oh, Becky, you are just such an inspiration. You really are. And your book you. is going to open up so much for so many. It's, it's really exciting. It really is. And I, I would love to, as we, as we go into the, the last minutes of the show, Becky, what final words would you like to share with our
2: listeners today? Well, first of all, with huge gratitude and appreciation to you, Paula and Rose, oh, thank, thank you. you so much for asking me to be on this show. It has been great. And your support of Changemaker is, is just so heartwarming. That's my big message, is to follow your heart. Follow your heart. Trust yourself. Trust your instincts. Live your dreams. Whatever it is that you want to do, live it. Share Love, you know, share the love and allow yourself to receive and also give love. And especially, see if you can be outside in nature. That is my my really number one overall thought is to go outside in nature, share this love, trust yourself, and pay attention to what's happening. Um, there's so many messages that are being presented to us by spirit, all we have to do is pay attention and believe that we really can communicate with the afterlife. Oh.
1: Yes. Yes. You, For you to experience everything that you experienced and then have the vision and the expertise to share all of that in your book with others, I, I was so amazed reading your book, how it was just your 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 verbiage was perfect. The the feelings you created as as I read the book was so beautiful. You you really were a gift in that creation,
2: Becky. You really were. Well I can hardly I, believe, I believe you're saying this and I thank you so oh. very much. And I'm <laughs> very glad to come any place you know, any place in the whole world, just ask me to come and chat with you and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And, And I thank you again, just from the center of my heart and soul for this opportunity. It really is quite a wonderful experience. So thank you very, very much.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Becky. I have enjoyed so much the honor of having you on the show and Thank you to my awesome co-host, Rose. You were absolutely fantastic. We we just had a fun show, girls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you,
2: Paula. Thank you so much. And thank you, Becky. Well, thank you all. I mean, you all are great.
1: Oh, thank you. And I, I really look forward to sharing this information on both my shows and and everyone, check out that book. You're you're gonna be so happy you did. You're just it it really is an inspiration. So love, love, hugs, and blessings, Rose and Becky, and to all of our listeners out there around the world and in the U.S. I am so grateful for you every day and honored. Love, hugs, and blessings, everyone, as we say goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Love to love.
1: Yay.